Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 36 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans podcast. I am your host, Rick Verbanis, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, my partner, Mr. Bob Lucius. Bob, what's up? <laughs> oh, Rick, I haven't heard that in, what, over a decade. What's up? <laughs> yeah, that's an oldie but a goodie. It's, a, it's almost as old as the book we're going to be reviewing tonight. Not quite. Not quite, but yes, it, <laughs> it, it does take us back to a, a uh, another time. Uh, a simpler and, time. Yes. Now we just need some, we need, we need some, some frogs in the background, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Bud. Bud. <laughs> oh, those are the good days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, yeah. So we, uh, we are going, we are taking the trip back way back, like almost to the beginning back. As far as the, uh, at least in the Silver Age is concerned, we are going to be covering Tales of Suspense, number 58. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, 58? What's so important about Tales of Suspense 58? Well, let me tell you, it is the first time Captain America appears in that series. And it's a one-shot issue. Uh, of Cap versus Iron Man. And uh, and then with issue 59, it then becomes a um, dual stories, right? We've got a Captain America story and a Iron Man story um, all the way up to issue 99. And then with issue 100, it becomes solely the Captain America series. So, uh, so we're going to take you back to really the first captain america non-avengers story um with his uh tales of suspense 58 yeah this is a this is i mean like when you think of silver age cap i mean there's only a few books really a few books that jump out at you right when you think of silver age cap books and this is one of them this is one of those sort of iconic covers that uh, people think of Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, it is a cool cover. Um, it is, uh, if I were to describe it, so what you see on the cover, let me uh, let me get to that real quick. Um, it, you know, so Iron Man's been the the lead character in this in this story for a couple of years now, and um, and in fact, just before in issue fifty seven, uh, we have the introduction of who who do you, who who was introduced just one issue before. Dope man, I don't. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm say? drawing a I'm drawing a blank, man. What, what did you say, Silk Man? No, Stilt Man. Stilt Man. 
That's crazy talk. No, it was Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, Hawkeye. You know, I, I long story. I've been watching Modoc on Hulu, and uh, anyway, way off topic, but it made me thinking of Stiltman. Yeah, he, they, you know, they were able to use all kinds of characters from Marvel in that Modoc stop animation, but for some reason, they wouldn't permit them to use Stiltman. That's Maybe crazy. they got big big plans for Stiltman. I don't know. I, I guess Stilt, I got Stiltman on the brain. That's all. Yeah, well, you know, Stiltman was a a, uh, a big, no pun intended, uh, villain <laughs> for <laughs> Daredevil. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I, 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 in my personal collection, because I'm also a big Daredevil fan. Uh, don't tell Cap, um, but uh, I, I do. I, I have uh, the first appearance of Stiltman. I believe Stilt so. Man. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, you know what? So Tales of Tales of Suspense um, was a great. Uh, series, like I said, mostly starred Iron Man, and uh, but it it did it introduced um, several new characters. Like I said, in '57 was the introduction of Hawkeye. Who was introduced in the issue of '52, Bob? You know, Rick, I, I, I you may not know this about me, uh, but I want to clarify it. Uh, I'm a Cap fan. That's what I read. Cap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you have no interest in a character I, that, mm, I don't know, Black Widow? Yeah, no, not really. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's hard to believe, but it's true. I gotta, <clears throat> you know, you gotta draw boundaries in life, Rick. And that's where I drive my boundaries at Cap. And oh, boy. Cap mythos. Well, you know, when you were reading the Ed Brubaker series and after, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Steve Rogers dies, um, Black Widow became... Uh, went from a supporting character to like a main character in that series. And, and yeah. didn't you enjoy that character? I did. I, 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 I uh, and I mentioned this to, to Mike Perkins in particular, that I, I was very appreciative of, of the way that he drew her. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. How, <laughs> how, do, you, how do you draw her, Bob? Yeah. Very, very well. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so. All right. Well, yeah. So Tales of Suspense is a, uh, as a quintessential, like, you know, must have series for many reasons. Um, I just mentioned a few, but of course for Captain America fans from 58 through 99, no Captain America collection is complete until you get Tales of Suspense 58 through, through 99. <clears throat> All right. So before we get into the story, um, you know, it's funny cause we're only doing this one issue and I know, I know what the listeners are thinking. They're like, well, wait a minute. The last nine episodes, you guys have been cranking out these like really long episodes, like an hour and a half a piece. And I did the math, Bob. And last nine, previous nine episodes, guess how many hours of, uh, of entertainment we have, uh, we put out. Free entertainment. I, I have to, I have to <laughs> yeah. add free, free entertainment to, to beloved listeners. Yes. Yeah. I, was it uh, somewhere in the area of between 12 and 14 hours? Uh, you know, you're dead on. It was like 13 hours. You're good. You're really yeah. good. Yeah. Well, I pay attention to these things. <clears throat> yeah. So, so, so we thought, you know, Hey, look, maybe your commute is not quite as long and uh, you want to, or maybe you just want to listen to something over your lunchtime uh, or whatever. So we thought we'd just crank out one issue today. And I know you're like, well, it's not going to be very short if you guys keep jibber jabbing. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Bob, by I'm not way, even drinking tonight. I know, and I should. So, um, so by the way, you mentioned yes, free entertainment. That, that's true, 
except for four people. We, we're now up to four people who are um, uh, contributing, monthly yeah. contributors. Yeah, and I'm one of them. So No, it, no, not counting no, you. Not oh, counting right. you. I'm, oh, okay. Uh, no. I mean, you count, don't get me wrong. Oh, but as thanks. far as like, you know, four contributors. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, we thank you. We, we thank you. It's uh, helping... Uh, uh, what do they call um, stop the the, stop stopping the hemorrhaging of yeah, money? <laughs> keeps the lights on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but anyway, and and if listen, we we appreciate all kinds of support, whether that's uh, listening, whether that's leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes, or whether it's uh, on the uh, the Facebook group and and you know, um, sharing our posts to other people to get new listeners. We appreciate all that. But if you did feel that, oh, I don't know, the four episodes that we put out, we put out new episodes every single Wednesday, just like New Comic Book Day. If you feel that that month's worth of entertainment is worth the price of a comic book, a three ninety nine or a four ninety nine comic book, feel free to donate. We, we were not going to say no. Uh, you could go to our anchor page and um, there's a simple uh, link on there to donate. And um, you can do it as low as 99 cents a month. I mean, yeah, you, you, we, we appreciate that. Yeah. And, and there's also a link in all of our show notes. So it's easy to find. Uh, and I'll, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's like one bag of plasma a month, right? Go donate one bag of plasma a month and, and just sort of, you know, earmark those funds for us. Oh, by the way, you know what today is too, Bob? Today is a uh, new comic day for Captain America number 30. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, we yeah. just had that great talk last week with the editor, yeah. Tom Revort. So this is also uh, the last issue after 17 years of Tom Revort's run as editor on the series. Um, and it's the end of the Coates run. And as far as we know, also the end of this volume. Um, I, um, I'm looking forward to reading it. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't listened to that interview yet, I want, we're not going to tell you what he said, but you got to go back and listen because he dropped some gems in there that I think you're going listeners are going to want to know. They're going to want to hear what he had to say about, about the run, what's coming next, maybe, some things on the horizon, his, his views, Marvel's views about some things. Uh, it's, plus it's his, a, his thoughts on the, the, the Nick Spencer Hydra run. Uh, yeah. His thoughts on uh, Ed Brubaker's run and how he was against bringing back Bucky as a winter soldier yeah. and, and his reasons for that. I mean, it was uh, it was a great conversation. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So don't miss it. All right. All right. So let's get back to, uh, Tales of Suspense 58 and on this cover, because you did, you're right. It was, it was, it's a great cover. Um, <clears throat> and we have on here uh, the classic yellow and red Iron Man costume punching at Captain America, who's putting his shield up to defend himself. Uh, now I will point out um, that this shield does have an extra ring on it. Um, I do remember being younger and seeing that and saying they got that wrong um and yeah yeah i mean jack kirby you know he's the artist on this cover so i know 
you know, he's the king, um, but it, it, there is a uh, an extra white ring around the center. Um, so that always kind of stood out to me. No, I think it's funny though, Rick, right? Because uh, these days, I mean, we, we take that stuff to heart, right? I mean, what the hell is that all going on? Right. And you may have noticed it back then, but you, know, you go back in, in some of the early books and, uh, you know, the king was cranking out a lot of material and he was on a was. very compressed yeah. schedule for a lot of books. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was just cranking this stuff out and like, you know, they weren't paying that close of attention. Three rings, four rings. What is it? I don't know. But uh, but yeah, these days, like somebody pulled that these days. Like, yeah. Yeah. There'd be pitchforks and torches out, out front of Marvel headquarters. <clears throat> exactly. Yep. Oh, he doesn't have a cleft in his chin. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So true. Okay. So, uh, and this was a 12 cent issue and it has the approved by the comics code authority on that. Oh, I always loved yeah, yeah, that. That's another thing. When you see these on the cover, that's like instant nostalgia right there. That's the stamp of quality. Yeah, well, okay. Um, all right. So right underneath the Tales of Suspense featuring the power of Iron Man, uh, which is the title, uh, is the subtitle right underneath, the, the little splash here, and it says, See our mighty golden Avenger in mortal combat with Captain America. Captain America is this big red, white, and blue font. And then uh, on the cover, it does say, why are these two gallant allies battling each other to the bitter end? Mainly to get you to buy this mag and see the answer inside. And then in parentheses, if we can't always be clever, we can at least be honest. Uh, like it. All right. So here we are. Big splash page. Uh, and, and it, you know, it, and by the way, the, well, I'll read the credits here in a minute. Um, and did I, did I mention when this came out? I don't know if I did. I don't think you did, Rick. Well, Bob. Yeah. This came. This had a cover date of October 1964. So we were just uh, what do they say glimmers in our dad's eyes yeah. uh, back then. Right. Wow. Yeah. So this is, uh, you know, I'm not a not a math major, but this is a 57 year old comic. All right, getting to the splash page, and. It's uh, in Mortal Kombat with Captain America. And what we see here is uh, Iron Man underwater. And it's a big splash. And he's on top of a shark, like a big shark. Uh, I'd say probably like a six foot shark, five, five or six foot shark. And he's holding it by the uh, by the fins on, uh, on the sides, not the dorsal. And um, it says a little thought bubble coming from Iron Man. While I'm down here in the bay testing my built-in emergency underwater breathing apparatus, I might as well drive this killer shark out into the open sea he came from. Keep moving, cuddles. And then um, if you want to know who the credits are, it says, Every word you're about to read was written by old faithful Stan Lee, one of the world's most prolific scriptwriters. Every drawing you're about to marvel at was created by Don Heck, one of America's most promising illustrators. Every bit of inking you're about to savor was done by Dick Ayers, one of the industry's most painstaking artists. Every sentence you're about to scan was hand-printed by Sam Rosen, one of Marvel's most persipuous persis- <laughs> letters. 
<laughs> I stumbled. Oh, that's an unusual word. It is perspicuous. Right? It's perspicuous letters. Perspicuous. Perspic- perspicuous. Per- perspicuous? Yeah. All right. Whatever. Good good on you, Sam. Mm-hmm. It's true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Next page. Uh, and we got uh, Iron Man splashing out of the water. Minutes later, the test was a success. I stayed underwater for almost a full 15 minutes, not to mention the time I spent waltzing around with that shark. Now he's flying in the air. Now I better get back to the factory before everyone realizes how well they can get along without me. But as the powerful Golden Avenger streaks towards the weapons factory of Tony Stark, he doesn't suspect that a scene on the freighter below him will soon have a profound effect on his own life. For aboard that silent ship, an illegal payoff is in progress. And we see someone counting uh, a stack of money. Looks like $100 bills. Okay, the dough's all here. Lower the lifeboat. And there in the gloom of night, two mysterious figures prepare to be smuggled ashore. And there is a little lifeboat with some rope being let down into the water. And there's two mysterious figures. It looks like we're going to make it. Of course we'll make it. We paid enough to make sure that nothing goes wrong. So far, so good. Now we'll hide the boat. By the time it's found, we'll be safely gone. We've waited a long time for this moment. A long time for our revenge. When they deported Craven the Hunter, I warned them I'd be back. We finally get a close-up as we finally see who the mysterious figures are. And the chameleon as well. So it's Craven the Hunter and the chameleon. Now, these are typically Spider-Man villains. Right. Uh, well, typically, I mean, I don't know how long they've been around at this point, but I do know that they they got their introduction in the Amazing Spider-Man series. Um, now that we're here, remember that I'll give the orders. I've got my plans all set. You, that's a laugh after the mess you made of our fight with Spider-Man, which happened in Spider-Man 15. Bah. One or two small defeats are meaningless, but enough talk. Let's see where we are. Careful, Craven. That's the munitions factory of Anthony Stark above us. It's only of the most carefully guarded plants in the world. Follow me, spineless one. Craven fears no guards that live, and he climbs up this steep rocks. And as he gets to the very top, well, there's one guard you better start fearing, mister. Iron Man. No masked incompetent in a tin suit can stop Craven the Hunter. I have the strength and speed of the Jungle Cats. And he goes to jump on Iron Man. Good for you, son. You're going to need them. Oh, by the way, I don't like being called an incompetent. Not even by you. And he nails him. And he knocks him unconscious. But the chameleon is hiding behind some rocks as Iron Man drags Craven the Hunter away. Lucky he did not see me behind Craven in the shadows. At last, I'll have a chance to prove that I'm superior to Craven. For soon, I, the chameleon, shall defeat Iron Man. Meanwhile, inside Stark's factory, Happy Hogan comes as close to a smile as he can. 
Hi, Pepper. How do you like my new sport jacket? And and it's quite the sport jacket, by the way. It's this uh, yellow sport jacket with a plaid, red stripes, some green squares. And he's wearing his you know typical bow tie, and he's got on a blue pantsuit, and he's holding his hat in his hand. But Pepper Potts, who's behind the desk, she gets up and she puts the old right, right hand out. And she says, stand back. Don't come any closer. Hold it right there. Don't dare move. Huh? That's it. Stay just as you are. I don't get it, Pep. What's it all about? And she's reaching into her purse. I'll explain in a minute. As soon as I get my sunglasses. There. That's better. Now I can look at you without being blinded. Hey, I'm beginning to think you're ribbing me. You're making fun of my jacket. Nobody could make fun of that jacket. No joke could do it justice. Come to think of it, the salesman at the clothing store did look at me kind of funny when I picked it. Hey, what gives? Look, don't you recognize him? It's Captain America. And stumbling into the office is a very disheveled Captain America. His his costume is torn. He's got bare skin showing. Quick, there's no time to lose. I've got to find Iron Man. Where is he? Seconds later, just as Iron Man is about to return to his normal identity as Tony Stark, millionaire munitions manufacturer, and there's Iron Man, or Tony Stark in his Iron Man uh, armor with his helmet off. My red alert signal. I'm needed. I better rush to Pepper's office. Speedingly reaching the executive suite, Iron Man finds. Cap, you've been hurt. Quick, inside. Don't disturb us, Pepper. But what shall I tell Mr. Stark? Don't worry about that. He will be back for a while. So he grabs and helps Iron, uh, Captain America into his office. Then in the privacy of the locked office, Captain America tells an incredible tale. It happened this morning. I was just wandering through town when I heard a cry for help. Responding quickly as I could, and here he is crashing through a, a window, and uh, there's two guys running, but there's an older guy on the ground. Careful, don't go near those two men. Wait till I explain. Why, what's wrong? What is it, old timer? Isn't that great? Don't you love it when you, back in the day, where you could call people old timer? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you couldn't you couldn't get away with that nowadays you couldn't be no, like no, that's you know, ageism yes yeah. hey old timer yeah <laughs> they yeah. probably kick your butt yeah you'd be all over social media oh yeah and so the uh old timer he says come closer my voice it's too weak listen and, and by the way i'm looking at the shield right now i knew you were going in on that one. i'm looking at the shield <laughs> and it's it's three rings and throughout the inside of the comic, it does have three ranks, but the color is off, Bob. Yeah. It goes white, red, white. Yeah. Not red, white, red. Yeah. And there's a little bit of red though. You know, you see that edging. So it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's like, what is that? What's I going know. on there? Anyway. So the old man gets Cap to come in closer. And then before I make a move, he shot a strange chemical vapor at me, causing me to lose consciousness instantly. And there's an image of him getting shot with a green gas. And he's like, what? When I recovered, I found myself a prisoner of the chameleon. 
It was he who had been the old man. I was helplessly trapped beneath a strange electronic thought transference machine. The last thing I heard before lapsing into unconsciousness again was, now that my brain holds all your memories, I shall perform the most successful impersonation of all time. And he's holding Cap's uniform. I shall not only look like Captain America, I shall be Captain America. And now, take him away. And so the two guys uh, have Cap like over their shoulders, you know, helping him within between the two of them. Captain America, big deal. What's so great about him? He's nothing. But by then my head had cleared. The vapors had worn off and I quickly made my move. Nothing, huh? Sleep tight, boys. And he knocks the two of them together. Still weak as a result of the strange experiment, I knew it would be folly to remain and do battle. I dared not take the chance of losing. My first task was to warn the Avengers of the danger that threatened. Boss, he's getting away. What do we do? Nothing. We're six stories up. Even Captain America cannot fly to safety. He's right, but it's certain death to remain there. I've got to take the chance. There's a drain pipe on the building across the alley. If I can reach it, it might get me safely to the ground. If the chameleon should take my place in the Avengers, unsuspected, anything can happen. Oh, the pipe is rotted. It broke away from the wall. Luckily, I was able to maneuver my body so that I fell upon a pile of soft rubble, which absorbed most of the impact. Then, before they could catch up with me again, I headed for Stark's factory, hoping you were still on duty. And then there's a thought bubble. Don't know where to reach Thor or Giant Man, but Iron Man's guards Tony Stark's factory. I've got to get there. And that's the whole story. I'm still groggy but at least I managed to warn you in time. What do you suggest we do next? We don't do anything. I do. Pepper, call the factory doctor. See that Captain America gets the best possible care. Mr. Stark will foot the bill. As for me, I've got a little job to take care of. And Iron Man walks off, leaving Cap in his office and Pepper and Happy. But as Iron Man storms out, a crafty smile lights up on the face of, quote, Captain America. And you see him grin and he says, he fell for it. It worked. Meanwhile, the unsuspecting Iron Man streaks through the sky. And I love I love this pose that Don Heck drew of Iron Man. Like, that's such an old school pose. Like, if, if you're listening to this, it's almost like he's making an, x with his body like his arms are stretched out and his legs are well kind of like a y almost you know what i mean like it's not very aerodynamic yeah who flies like that uh the the greatest american hero probably (laughs) believe it or not i'm walking on you (laughs) i mean yeah he he looks like he's like not really in control so it's kind of uh, funny Reaching the Midtown mansion of wealthy Tony Stark, which serves as the Avengers headquarters, Iron Man crashes in to find, and he does. He's coming through a wall and bricks are flying everywhere. And Cap, eh, he kind of smiles. He turns around, looks, say, what's the hurry, partner? 
I thought I'd find you here. And look at that. He's got a well-colored shield. Take off that disguise, chameleon. I'm wise to you. Your little game's a bust. Who are you talking to, fella? There's no one here but us. And as he's walking away, Iron Man grabs his shoulder and pulls him around. Hold it, wise guy. You're not bluffing your way out of this. Impersonating an Avenger isn't something we joke around, joke about around here. Now look, fella, a joke's a joke, but let's not carry it too far. And Cap takes his left hand holding the shield and just nails Iron Man. And there's a big clang. Iron Man falls back. And he thinks to himself, he must have found a way to absorb some of Cap's prowess as well as his memory. That felt like the kick of a mule. This is no joke, mister. I'm coming after you now, and I'll get you one way or another. And and Cap made it up onto the roof, and here's Iron Man busting out of another wall, more this bricks is, flying. This is his mansion, for crying out loud. He's already broken through two walls. Just use the door already. I know, right? You didn't expect to hide from me on the rooftop, do you? No, I'm just trying to stay out of your way till you come to your senses. I and, and now Cap's on top of a like a telephone wire, like going from the, the roof to somewhere else. And Iron Man uh, goes and uses repulsor rays and he zaps the wires. I warned you that you can't bluff your way out of this and some live electric bolts will make those wires too hot to hold you. Don't do it, Iron Man. Don't force me to fight you. Whatever is bothering you, let's talk it over. I told you, you your masquerade won't work. We have nothing to talk about. And Cap flips up onto the, the next roof. All right, then, if it's a fight you want, I suppose I can give it to you as well as anyone else. Still trying to act innocent, eh? When will you realize it won't work? And as Iron Man's flying up to, to, to where Cap is, Cap leaps off and kicks him back. Not till you realize that you're barking up the wrong tree. Stay back. I'm through running. And then he thinks to himself, what made him buckle so quickly? He's received stronger blows than this in the past. Woom, sound effect. But, it's, but it, it is not the blow alone that has made Iron Man suddenly lose his equilibrium. And there's a thought bubble. I've been a careless fool. I've conducted an underwater test, brought Craven to the Coast Guard, and I've been pursuing this bogus Captain America, all without remembering to recharge my chest device. If I don't recharge within minutes... I'm a goner. I'll plunge to the ground, applying my jets as brakes at the last second. So uh, for the readers who may not remember or know of um, early stories of Iron Man, um, he has a a problem with his heart and the suit basically uh, keeps him alive. Um, But it, there's parts uh, that go around his heart that, will wear down without a charge. So he has to periodically charge himself. And so it does create a, a uh, some issues for him now and then. So as he's walking away, Cap thinks to himself, he's giving up the fight. That proves it must have been some sort of gag. Perhaps the other Avengers were hidden taking photos of our Donnybrook. I'll probably see this later on Candy Camera. All right, Bob, come on. Yeah. Give, give your give your candid camera story. 
Uh, the folks, I think folks have heard that one before. Well, we got new listeners, man. Come yeah, on, tell you know, we want to hear your candid camera story. I'm a, I'm a candid camera uh, failure. I'm one of those guys that uh, just did not put up a sufficient outrage. I, uh, I, was, I was caught on candid camera and I said, oh, no, I'm not waiting for that table. I'll see you. <laughs> No, 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 you gotta wait for the table. I'm like, no, no, I'm just, I'm gonna go next door. I'll see you guys later. And, and then they explained to me that, oh, this was candid camera. You were supposed to be really upset. But you know, I don't fall for that sort of Donnie Brooken. Ah, I know. Uh, and you just had to throw the little Donnie Brook in, huh? Yeah, you know, I'm trying to be uh, period. You know, it's a period sort of language. So. Yeah, see the Donnybrook. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we're gonna go see some dames, right? Yeah, some skirts. All right. Um, so a few minutes later, at the factory of Tony Stark, and you see Pepper Potts putting on her jacket, hanging up the phone. The doctor's on his way over. Happy, better see if Captain America is all right. Okay, doll. You want me to hold his hand or take his pulse? Hey. That's gratitude for you. He took a powder. And you see uh, the window is open. But why? He was injured. Where could he have gone? We've got to reach Iron Man. I'll broadcast a red alert on a special frequency. She picks up a microphone. But at that moment, Iron Man is propped up against a wall in an alley. Radio signal, no good. Can't answer now. As his built-in generator sets a maximum power, Recharges his life-saving chest device within seconds to spare. And there's a close-up of, uh, of the, the little motor and the fan spinning and some sparks. Meantime, now where are you going, Peppa? You don't expect to find Captain America by yourself, do you? Of course not, Happy, but it just occurred to me that we might find Iron Man at Mr. Stark's townhouse. So let's go. Well, not far away. A now revitalized, fully charged Golden Avenger rockets into action again. So here's Iron Man flying out of uh, the alleyway, and there's a couple there. And she says, look, it's Iron Man. Heck, and me without my Kodak. All right, so we probably have some listeners who are too young to understand what a Kodak is. You want to tell them, Bob? You know, uh... Yeah, you, I mean, everyone had a Kodak Instamatic, right? Well, I mean, yeah, Polaroid, yeah. Yeah, well, Polaroid, different company, but yeah, I had a Kodak Instamatic, took 110 film. Mm -hmm. You know, I still have some of those I need to get developed. <laughs> I probably have, I probably have some of those I need to get burned. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. Probably so. I think a yeah. lot of people use those instant cameras for the kind of photos they didn't want to take to the to the yeah, place well, to get developed. Right, right. You know, it's interesting though. There's only been a few, I think, a few occasions actually, back at least in the early days, where uh, Marvel did some of these sort of what what we would call today product placements. Yes. Mm -hmm, right. True. With actual brand names. I mm -hmm. was looking at one earlier where uh, where Steve Rogers was offering Bucky a Coke. Oh. And I'm like, that that's an unusual product placement with a with a brand name. You don't see that much anymore. It's true. Or if you do, it's it's you know you somebody's get, you're, getting you're making some making yeah, some, some coin. Yeah. So Iron Man's uh flying out and he has a thought bubble. 
Perhaps if I'm lucky, the fake Captain America won't, won't have gone far. And in a borrowed car of Tony Stark's, there's Pepper and um, Happy. Look, isn't that Iron Man's special tracer beam? Yeah, I wonder what it's doing in the boss's car. Let's follow the direction of the arrow. I have a feeling it will lead us to Iron Man. Okay. Mr. Stark probably keeps it in his car so he can find Iron Man when he needs him. And so, Pepper and Happy drive on, little dreaming how close they have just come to guessing the secret identity of the world-famous Golden Avenger. While a few blocks away, and there's Captain America, and he, uh, he says, he's thinking, I can't get Iron Man out of my mind. Why did he act that way he did? What does it all mean? And directly overhead, we see Iron Man flying in the night sky. There he is. I found him. But the battle train reflexes of Captain America react with lightning rapidity. It's Iron Man, directly above me. I've got to move. He's prepared to fight again. I can sense it. Perhaps I'll be able to lose him in here for a while. And he's, he goes into a, uh, oh, what is, uh, some sort of um, factory door. But when operating at his peak of his powers, Iron Man is not so easily deterred. He ducked into a construction power station below. And as um, Cap's in the, the darkened room, there's a guard. And he says, someone running in the dark, a saboteur. Stop or I'll shoot. Stop, I said. And then he fires his gun. And Cap luckily has his shield up. A watchman. Hold your fire, friend. I mean no harm. Then, as the stalwart Sentinel of Liberty stands revealed by lantern light. Glory be, it's Captain America, my childhood idol. I'm mighty glad you recognize me. Now, that's something interesting, right? Like, that's not a story you're going to hear nowadays. My childhood idol. Yeah. So apparently this guy was a child in the 40s, which, you know. Here it is, 25 years later. So uh, he's not that old. <laughs> it's 25 years later and he was a child. He looks older than, he's, I don't know, 40. He's but, living the hard life of a of a factory watchman. Who shoots first. <laughs> he didn't waste any time. You he know? really doesn't. Oh, well, you know, he's guarding rock. <laughs> yeah, well, and he looks, he's dressed like the Joker for crying out loud. He really is. Whatever. He's got a purple yeah. suit on and a green cap. And he's got a little uh, flower lapel, too. Don't get too close, Cap. And then from the skylight above, you know what Tony Stark likes to do, Bob? He likes to crash through things. <laughs> he has no respect for personal problems. Is this the third crash through or fourth? I don't know. Yeah. And the, the, uh, the night watchman who looks remarkably old for 40 years old says, what's that? Just what I feared. Iron Man has found me. Chameleon, surrender now. Don't force me to attack you. I can't be responsible for what might happen. Really? Really, Iron Man? I'm pretty sure you're very responsible for what might happen. And Cap thinks to himself, I don't understand. He keeps using the name Chameleon. I wonder, is he the real Iron Man? Stand aside, old timer. Things might start getting hectic in here soon. And he grabs... He grabs the uh, the guy. So apparently, uh, the real Captain America uses the term "old timer" just as much as the fake Captain America does. Yeah. 
Iron Man and Captain America acting like enemies. It doesn't seem possible. So he, and then by an ironic twist of fate, the star-spangled adventurer begins to doubt that Iron Man is all that he seems to be. Well, Chameleon, what's your answer? My answer is, although I cannot match your transistor-powered strength, I can still fall back on my own speed and cunning, like this. And he pulls a lever. And just then, Iron Man falls through the trapdoor. I didn't realize I was standing over the large trapdoor through which the gravel was dropped. The chameleon seems to think as quickly as emergencies as the real Captain America does. Hmm. But this won't help me much. My armor can protect me from anything I'll encounter in here. And a few blocks away, I tell you, I saw them. Iron Man and Captain America slugging it out in the construction power building. I'm not doubting you, Charlie, but aren't they on the same team? While back at the gravel pit, we find... All I can say is, this is one nighty way for a millionaire playboy to be spending an idle afternoon. And he's being tossed and turned around inside this uh, gravel pit. And directly above, Cap pulls the lever back. He must have had enough by now. I certainly don't want to hurt him. But even before Captain America can stop the powerful gravel machine, Iron Man's pounding around inside. Well, this foolishness has gone on long enough. I'll give my transistors a, a full output adjustment, and then I'll pay a final visit to the bogus Captain America. And this time, I won't handle him with kid gloves. Hey, Bob, look, he's bursting through something. This is a guy who's got a lot of money, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, that, I guess if I could hire people to patch up walls, I'd burst through them all the time. I guess. I mean, he's not coming over my house for dinner anytime soon. <laughs> hey, where's the bathroom? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> While outside the building, and there's Pepper looking at the transistor, which has a big arrow pointing left. Happy, stop the car. We found him. According to the dial gauge, Iron Man is in the construction power building. What the heck's a construction power building? Oh, I've, I've wondered that for the last couple pages as well. Uh, I know a power building and I know a construction site, but I don't, I, I've never heard of a construction power building. Hmm. So. Well, what are we waiting for? Maybe he knows where Mr. Stark's been all these days. And then back to Iron Man underneath the gravel. I'm free of the gravel, but I'm stumbled into a room with giant automatic cement mixers. I'd better not hang around here too long. And as luck would have it, Happy and Pepper enter at that moment, but are unseen because of the thick swirl of the fine cement dust. Careful of your eyes, Pepper. Keep them half closed. Oh, you don't have to tell me twice, Happy, and they're covering their mouth and, and their eyes. While not more than a few yards away, Iron Man's getting through, and he says, The chameleon is here somewhere, and I won't rest until I've found him. And then here's Pep, um, here's uh, Happy. Slowly, his eyes tearing and moist, Happy walks blindly forward through the vast room towards the edge of the gravel pit. And Iron Man says, Footsteps, off to my right. Can it be? And just then, Happy falls. Help, I'm falling. 
Suddenly, a strong gloved hand reaches out, and steel-sinewed fingers grab the falling man's wrist. Got you. Much obliged, Cap, but I thought you were injured. Injured? I don't know what you mean. And Iron Man's thinking to himself, I don't get it. Why would even why would evil chameleon bother to save a total stranger's life? Wait, I haven't finished with you yet. There are still some missing pieces in this jigsaw puzzle of the real Captain America. But suddenly, a fearful cry rings out, and it's Pepper. Help! Get me out of here! I stumbled into a sand pit. Help! Wow, that's a dangerous building to be in. It's a lot Pepper. of things going on. It can really mess you up. Apparently. It's Pepper. I know her voice anywhere. Let's go. Don't worry, Pepper, honey. We'll save you. Happy, look out. You're leaning on the water valve. And as he pushes down the water valve, what did you say? Never mind. Water starts shooting into the sand trap that Pepper was in. But luckily, Iron Man swoops in. Easy, Pepper. You're safe now. Everything will be all right. Iron Man, thank heavens you were here. Here, Pep, let me lend you my jacket. Your clothes are all soaking wet. If they are, it's your fault, you clumsy, unobservant, empty-headed nincompoop, you. She doesn't seem happy. Look out. A steam shovel is about to grab us. <laughs> and it's big. It's a... Uh, it's, uh, it's an angry looking steam it shovel. It really is. It's yeah. one of those, uh, it looks like it's got teeth on the bottom and the top. What a day. This is worse than the perils of Pauline. Now, Bob, knowing you as well as I do, man, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've got a little backstory on the perils of Pauline. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. I don't, I, I don't know. No, no, it doesn't, it doesn't ring a bell. What? You didn't even look it up. <laughs> no, I, I know what too- it is. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I was like, I know Bob. You'd be reading this, going, "The perils of Pauline." I should probably look this up and read them. So, so tell the, us I, about the perils. What's the what's, I, the what's the perils of Pauline? I have all the issues. <laughs> the I, you know, uh, it's been a long time since uh, you know I've turned over a new leaf. But you know, back in the old days, the perils of Pauline were all kinds of great stories where oh, Pauline would find herself in predicaments and generally she she would be scantily clad at the time and she would need some rescuing oh yeah so oh is uh, scantily clad huh was another one of young bob's favorite readings well let's just say i mean i i I have a wide variety of tastes Hmm. so i like to familiarize myself with different art forms and uh, and be open to new experiences (laughs) And, people, and, so. and yet, and yet, uh, introduction of Hawkeye, introduction of Black Widow. Oh, Who? Rick. Yeah, I'm a cap only kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. unless they're scantily clad. No. All right, moving on. <laughs> so Iron Man, hey, look what he does. He busts into it and he breaks open the uh, the steam shovel. Don't panic, little friends. Even Even a steam shovel can be stopped by a transistor-powered fist of the hardest iron alloy known to man. But steam shovels don't operate themselves. I got to learn. What? You're right, Iron Man. Steam shovels don't operate themselves. But this guy I found driving it can be a mighty powerful threat. Giant man. Take a look at this bozo and see if you notice anything familiar about him. And here's Giant Man uh, has has 
Captain America in his hands and he's letting him down onto this um, walkway. And Iron Man says, he's dressed like Captain America, but why would he attack me? Let me down, blast you. Sure, little man, I'll let you down. No need to hold you with Iron Man nearby. He must be the chameleon. That means I've been fighting the wrong man. I've been fighting the real Captain America. That's what we came to tell you. And there's Wasp on Giant Man's shoulder. So that's why you've been fighting me. You thought I was the chameleon. Come to think of it, that's not very flattering to me. And the chameleon says, you've got nothing on me. Which seems a pretty naive statement to make, considering he's wearing Captain America's costume yeah. at the moment and was driving the uh, steam shovel. Yeah. yeah, a little. Well, you know, villains will try to get out of anything. Right. How did you happen to get here when you did? And Wasp says, in her Wasp's eyes, the ants in the area were watching you fight while Giant Man happened to be scanning the city with his cybernetic impulsor, and he caught their tone. And as we approached, we saw someone in a familiar uniform crouched above you. Aren't you a little too old to be wearing a masquerade costume, fellow? Giant Man. Too bad Thor is out of town. What with most of the Avengers here, this is like an old class reunion. And then... See, I told you there were costume characters all over the place. And the police show up. The police. There is a welcome sight. Don't worry about any damage to your factory, old-timer. Mr. Oh, now Tony's saying old-timer. Apparently it was a common, common saying back then. Mr. Stark will pay for the damages. And these two uh, police officers are taking Chameleon away, and he has a thought bubble. I won't get a long jail term. I'll be out soon, and then I'll team up again with Craven, and nothing will stop us. So then Wafts says to Pepper, what happened to your hair, dear? It looks like you've been through a ringer. My hair? Why didn't someone tell me sooner? Pepper, go away. Don't stare at me now, you brute. And she runs off all angry. Well, partner, I'm glad it all came out in the wash. No hard feelings? Of course not, Cap. Then, much later that night, I was too easily fooled by the chameleon's story. It was unpardonably careless of me. Sometimes I grow overconfident in my super-powered armor. I must always remember President Johnson's favorite motto, let us reason together, for a man's brain is still his most potent weapon. And he's sitting in a um, the classic thinker, um, you know, with his, yes, his hand is uh, under his chin as he's leaning over. And then we end the story with big news. Starting next ish, Captain America will be a regular co-feature in Iron Man magazine. Also, old Shellhead fights the Black Knight and undergoes a new tragic change. Don't dare miss Iron Man 59. Enough said. The end. That's funny. They refer to it as Iron Man 59 instead of Tales of Suspense. Right. 59. Yeah. 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 Hey, a little advice for Chameleon. Stay away from Craven. Yeah, he, he didn't really acquit himself well in this uh, this particular story. There's a very brief, brief, uh, brief interlude there for uh, for old Craven. Well, yeah, but don't you know? I mean, he has the uh, quickness and proudness of uh, jungle cats. <laughs> jungle cats, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was a that was a fun, interesting story. It's it's you know it's like going in a time machine when we read these it really is. these these '60s and '70s, and for that matter, even '80s uh, stories. You know, uh, some of the the language, the references, the the uh, the clothing style. You know, seeing them on on uh, you know payphones, and uh, it just it, it's it's like taking a trip back in time reading these, yeah. and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and just and 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 the way that they relate to each other, you know, particularly, you know, some of the supplemental characters like you know, Pepper and uh, and uh, and Happy and uh, yeah, it was a it was a different time. You know, expectations yeah. were different. And, uh, I gotta say, if might... if this was your only time reading about Pepper Potts, you probably would come away going, "Wow, what a bleep." <laughs> right i mean right. She, there was nothing appealing about her at all character wise i mean uh, yeah. yeah yeah not very nice stuff yeah to, uh, i happy. think uh, you know there's a little bit of um sort of a, a comedic sort of aspect to the relationship between dumb dumbass so happy and you know and yeah and pepper who had a, a certain sort of causticness to her yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, there were a lot of, uh, I think, I think there were some sitcoms at the time that sort of had that sort of, oh, same, sure. you know, same sort of dynamic. And so it was just sort of lifted in pop, pop culture sort of reference yeah. to sort of fill in the storyline. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, fun story. We'll, we'll revisit Tales of Suspense again sometime in the, in the future. Uh, next episode 37 uh, we're also going to take a trip back to 1977, Bob. Uh, we're going to go into the Jack Kirby Captain America, the second run of Jack Kirby. We haven't done that yet. Uh, and we're going to go, uh, we're going to start with issue 208 and see where that takes us. Um, do you know what happened in issue 208, Bob? Introduction right. of a major character. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, and uh, and it's due time. It's due time that he be given his due. Due or dough? <laughs> oh, that was so well played. It was almost like it was planned, uh, but it wasn't. Yes, indeed. One of my favorite. Ant- I like to think of him as an anti-hero, but yeah. Doughboy. Yeah. Yes. And uh, you can't have Doughboy without Primus. Right. Right. But but actually, the the major one uh, that's introduced in Captain America 208 is one other than uh, one of Captain America's greatest villains. And that is Arnim Zola. So uh, I haven't read this in forever. So I'm looking forward to reading that. Um, And we'll 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 do a little uh, Jack Kirby, the king. Yeah, that'll be cool, because, you know, you know, looking back retrospectively, you know, such a Zola has played such a role, you know, not only in the comics, but uh, obviously in, in, in the Marvel Universe, the cinematic universe. And to go back to the beginning um, and one would never have known, you know, reading that first sort of introduction that he would have taken on such an important uh, role in, in the universe and in the mythos. But it's cool to like go back to that simpler time and see where it all began. Yep. Yep. So we're, uh, we'll do that next episode uh, issue or episode 37. All right. 
Bob, as always, it's been fun wrapping cap with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. He's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbanis, and you've been listening to the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. Oh, yeah.